The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve business problems. Joined as always with my co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you today? Hey, Greg. Doing great today. How about yourself? Excellent. And also, happy birthday, Kevin. We're going to celebrate episode 60 of The New Marketing Show on your birthday. So, so happy birthday. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So... You know, in, in thinking about a lot of things that's going on in our business, and of course, our show is pretty topical and relevant to what's going on to us because how else can you keep thinking about topics over and over? You know, the latest one I wanted to talk about is about how content marketing is not for the lead and how it takes a lot of effort to actually rank and actually preserve your ranking. So, what do you think of that topic? I love it. I think it's super relevant in a conversation we have quite often, you know, with clients. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, you know, we have one or two clients that will say to us, like, you know, we built their website, we put everything in motion for them, and maybe it's launched for six months or seven months or four months. And they come to you and they say, How come I'm not being found? I'm not on page one for this. So typically, what's your response? Well, you're not doing anything to rank for XYZ or, you know, whatever. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, how, how simple is that? Like, if you want certain results, you have to do certain things to be willing to do certain things to get those results. And if you're not willing to put for the effort within content, you're not going to get the good results. I completely agree. I mean, I think that, you know, the conversation around content marketing, you know, everybody thinks they need to do it, but understanding why they're doing it and the small yep. minutia of all of that is sometimes kind of lost in the translation of how important it is. And if you think about it, I mean, content marketing is the lifeblood of digital marketing, you know, producing content. Content marketing is actually the content. Let's remove the marketing part. Content is the lifeblood of any media and any medium. I mean, if you look at television, radio, the vast amount of podcasts out there, the, the vast written words, all of that stuff, that's all content. You know, I mean, content is content is content. But there's one thing in common with every one of those pieces of content is it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of strategy to get those pieces in play to make things different. Would you agree? I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's part of, you know, the challenge that a lot of small businesses face is, you know, content is difficult to put together. It's not easy. Um, but it's super important to get found and, you know, stay in touch with your audience you know, stay top of mind, brand exposure, all of those things. And let's face it, like some content, creating some content is not fun either. Like there's, there's a fun part of it. Like, you know, the conversations like you and I have recording things or et cetera, et cetera. But like, then there's like the editing and the, the real technical stuff that you have to go to put everything together. You know, like having ideas and being creative is always fun, but then executing them. Sometimes you have to really get in the trenches and you have to really do a lot of the dirt to get things going and to make things happen the right way. Mm -hmm. I think I think a lot of time there's also frustration with, oh, that should be easy. And it's not. You know, nothing, you know, I, I you know, I, I tried as much as possible to ban those words out of my 
my, out of my vocabulary. You know, th- you know, easy, uh, simple, you know, no problem, like things like that. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, okay. If you look at the fundamentals of, of creating content, right? We're doing a video now. You know, I'm shooting some video. You're shooting some video. We're recording into Zencaster. You know, it, it wasn't hard. It's not hard to do, right? We have everything set up. We have typically, or, or, you know, clients have typically at their fingertips all the tools that they need to do things. So if you want to think about things that way, yes, it's easy to sit down at the keyboard and to type. Where it becomes more difficult is are, what are you doing? Are you doing it often enough? You know, is there a frequency you're adhering to? Are you doing it strategically? Because remember, you still got to do everything that you do extremely strategically. And are you doing it in the best way to satisfy your audience's needs? I agree. I mean, I, I know a lot of clients that come to us and they're like, hey, you know, we really want social to show more of this and more of that and more of that. And we're like, that's great. But how does that tie into your audience? You know, how does your audience feel about those things? Is it a vehicle to sell yeah, or, or is it a vehicle to engage your audience? Right. Or is it, you know, is it one of those things where is it like, how does this move the needle? I mean, that's, you, you know, I, I am a, I'm a creature of habit. I'm someone who goes ahead and I try to do things the same way all the time. And I try to make the same decisions. I try to make decisions in the same manner. You know what I mean? And typically we do it internally in Trinity. You know, is it good for the client? Is it good for their brand? Does it move towards the goals? How does it affect our company? How does it affect our brand? You know, all, you know, like we always say, like typically give me three yeses and let's, let, we're off to the races, right? I think the thing has to happen with content. You know, anybody can publish a WordPress site. Anybody can have a blog. Anybody can have an Instagram. Anybody can have, you know, a Twitter account or a Facebook account, LinkedIn account. How many people are doing it right? And how many people are doing it consistently? Sometimes, honestly, consistency trumps doing everything perfectly and strategically in the beginning. Because with, with doing things over and over, you know, you get a certain amount of practice and then you start to get a certain amount of results. I'd rather you publish a, a piece of content that fails miserably. Mm-hmm that you learn from, then you can start to use the review, refine, repeat methodology, which we always talk about. And then what we can do is we can go ahead and how do we make things better? How do we change things? How do we go ahead and get things done? So it's not, you know, content marketing 100% is not for the lazy. No. And I mean, just like we always say, a website is a living, breathing you know, entity for your business. So is your content strategy. If you're doing the same thing that you were doing 10 years ago, chances are you're not being nearly as effective as you were. You know, technology changed, platform popularity changes, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google tweaks and algorithms. You know, nothing is the same. Right. And I, I mean, I think that, and there, there were two big algorithm changes, one at the end of 2018 that affected like the medical and manufacturing space and then one end of january 2019 that affected more professional services and like web development technology like ours i mean if you look at things you know if if you look at things and you look at your results and you keep reviewing your analytics and again you keep doing the review refine repeat stuff 
what you're going to end up seeing is you're going to be able to identify trends and you're going to be able to go ahead and figure out what to do, what not to do, et cetera, et cetera. But that's all work. That's all a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And what, what happens is if, if you're not willing to put in the work, like there's nothing worse than like, there's nothing worse than like seeing somebody who's just flat out lazy with their content and flat out lazy with their marketing initiatives. You know, the laziness is a bummer too, because everybody gets out of the gate hot, puts a lot of time and effort. Yes. And then, you know, nobody stops to, you know, very few people stop to realize how much effort that's going to take to sustain throughout the course of a year, two years, three years. Yep. You know, it's not just that couple week investment, you know, content is ongoing. It needs to be, you know, down to frequencies and, you know, posting schedules. And what I always, you know, you know, and every time people ask, you know, when I speak or, you know, when we work with clients is how often should I post something? How often should I do this? How often should, you know, and my answer is always post it within a manner that you can keep up with, that you can consistently stay with because there's nothing worse than, again, how many times do we see I've launched a million sites or a million different things and there's one space that's notorious for the fashion, lifestyle, mommy bloggers, the uh, the hobbyist, you know, the side hustle type of bloggers, right? I love you all. I do. But you guys are notorious for coming out of the gate hot and publishing three pieces of content a week for a month and then two pieces of content for the next month and then one a week for the next three months. And then all of a sudden you drop off the face of the earth because life gets busy you get, you know, you, everything gets busy and you realize exactly how much work all of this is. Yeah, I completely agree. So I think that, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, content marketing is is without a doubt the, no, the number one way to incre- increase your search rankings in a non-technical manner. Okay. Now, of course, your site needs to be, your site needs to be proper. You need to have clean code. You need to, adhere all up to the W3 standards. You have to go ahead. You have to make sure that everything is is on point. You got to make sure your H tags are in order. You got to make sure there's alt tags. You got to make sure your images are tagged and labeled properly. You got, you know, that's all the technical shit that you got to do, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, to go ahead and produce the content that for the technical stuff to work with, takes a lot, a lot of work. And just to go ahead and commit to writing for to X amount of time or commit to X amount of podcasts, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you have to go ahead and you've got to be committed and you've got to do the work. You know, I, I just did a Trinity Web Minute video about this very topic and where it gave me the idea we should expand on it is, it's like going to the gym. Just because like you have a gym membership and you show up to the gym, but you don't do anything, you're not going to get results. Just because you have a website and you have a blog, and but you don't do anything with it, you're not going to get results. It's the same thing. I mean, one of my biggest, you know, makes me cringe when I hear it is, well, I have a website, but it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, let me tell you why. There's two reasons. There, there's a couple of reasons why it doesn't do anything for you. One, it's not developed properly and it's not a good site. That is always in play. Right. I started, you know, in the WordPress development space 10, 12 years ago because the first 
company I owned was a content marketing company, but I realized I was publishing all this content on shitty websites. So I had no chance of succeeding at all. So I figured, let's take the shitty website out of the equation. We'll build something that works. You know, So that's one. I have a website that doesn't work. Well, your website might just be bad. First of all, I'm sorry. You know, Two, what are you doing to make it work for you? It's like, you know, I'm not a big person in cliches or analogies or stuff like that. I leave that stuff to you. But, <laughs> but, but I think it's a lot like, you know, a website should be your number one employee. If you stop paying your number one employee in the human capital space, they're going to stop working and they're going to stop showing up for you. If you stop feeding and you stop like giving your website the respect that it needs and everything that it needs to make sure that it works for you, it will stop working for you at some point because the game is changing around you. And what worked two years ago may not work today. What worked two years ago may not work tomorrow. You don't know that yet. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, with with all that being said, like what other examples of putting in the work do you see that you you recommend for people? I mean, uh, before you put in the work, do some legwork. Know what you want to do. Know know your end game. Know your goal. Where do you want to get to? Is it, you know, these five terms being on page one for Google? Or is it ranking for, you know, coffee store near me? You know, what what's important to you? What's going to move the needle for your business? Figure that out first. Yeah, and, and then how are you going to get and there? And then how do you get there? You know, you don't get in no, the car I, I and say, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'll know when I get there. Yeah, right. But I, uh, but I know when I'm there, <clears throat> you know, and I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. And I don't, I, I think that a lot of people have unrealistic expectations because they don't measure the, the right things. They're hung up on the wrong things. And not only do they not measure the right things, I think sometimes it's more of a, of a, the case that they don't know what to do. You know, it's a little bit of a paralysis by analysis type of thing. It, it ends up being so daunting. Like if, when we tell people what our content marketing schedule is like and how we want to replicate that for a client, you know, there's one in particular in South Jersey that we replicate pretty much our own content strategy for, you know, if you think about it, right? So once we start talking to them about that and say, well, we do this, this, and that, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, that's a lot of work. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. And it is a lot. And, you know, that's why we have, you know, Nate running our media department now, you know, Nate, again, shout out to Nate. I think it's the third podcast in a row, but like, you know, Nate is going ahead and he's doing all the video production, all the podcast production, all the posting, all the promotion, all the everything to feed the fire, which is the lifeblood of our site, which in turn, if we take care of that shit, if we take care of all that stuff, the lifeblood of our site, what it ends up doing is it like fine tunes and tunes up the engine and it makes the engine run in a manner that's going to produce results for the business. I mean, you know, one of the biggest questions I get is, well, that, you know, wow, you guys do all that. How many people do you have on your team? Seven, eight, 10? No. Yeah, right. You know, it, right. It, it, once you get it, these, once you get content down to a process, it does get easier and easier to accommodate. It doesn't get easy, but it becomes easier and easier to get yeah. done and accommodate. No. It does. You know, I, I think, you know, you use one of the words that I said that I don't like using the easy word, but at the same time, like you use something to offset that with process. Now, once you do have a process in place, 
once you do have a process in place, what you end, what you can do is you can go ahead and replicate that. Remember, Ido Uraemo, he was on our show early on in the podcast. I think, I think maybe episode seven or nine, something like that. And he talked about falling in love with the process of creating videos and not falling in love with the results. If you fall in love with the process and you're dialing in a process, then what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up getting the results that you need. And sometimes, you know, and let's talk about results really, really quick. Sometimes the result you need is a fail. Sometimes the result you need is a fail. And I, while I hate and I don't wish to fail on anybody, and I don't root for fails for, for people at all, you know, even people I, I really dislike, I still don't root for them to fail. What happens is a fail you can learn a lot about. You can learn a lot from a fail, right? Sometimes it's harder to learn from a success story than it is from your, your, own, your own failure. And the reason being is because, is because if, if you fail and you, you're actually, you know, if you, do all the, if you do all the work and you fail, right, it's easier to learn what went wrong, what you need to do more of, and what you need to fix than it is with success. With success in the wrong time and in the lazy mindset comes complacency, which is dangerous. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's just, sometimes the best uh, thing that can happen is a fast failure. Well, always fail fast. You know, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, I'm not afraid, not, you know, God knows I'm not afraid to fail. You know, I have quite a bit, you know what I mean? But I've never, you know, professionally repeated the same failure you know, more than once because I have that experience and I have that stuff to go back and draw from and say, okay, but if you fail, right. And and this is kind of taking a weird turn, you know, the lazy stuff, but it's like, if you fail, at least you failed at doing something. At least you put in the work. Now, if you put in all the work and you do all the legwork and you do everything strategically and you do everything by best practice and by your gut and your instinct and by your market and you fail. Yes, it's a fail, but it's, 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 a, it's a, it's a valuable learning experience. And I'm not trying to be cute or fucking whatever marketing celebutant bullshit with that. It, it's not, but it is really a, a valuable learning lesson. If you fail because you didn't do the work because you half-assed it, well, that's your own damn fault. And you're not going to learn. Uh, the only thing that you could learn from that and I doubt that you even will, is I need to put forth a better effort. With success, sometimes people can look at it and they get this deity complex or they get this, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I've got, I got this. I have this covered. You know, I hate when I talk to people like, do you know what you're doing? Like, I got this. Done. You know, I got it. You know, you know, I got it. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. You know, I want to see, you know, with success can come a level of complacency. Also, conversely, with success, especially in the content marketing space, which is a very, very difficult space to be successful in, can come more fire, more drive, and more ambition because people will want more of that. So I think that, you know, learn from your failures, replicate your successes. But most of all, well, you know, you've seen me speak a number of times at different conferences. I end everything, you know, with three points. You know, help, go help somebody if you can, you know, give back and go do. I always end all my keynotes with go do because nothing happens until you do something. 
And sitting around complaining about results, sitting around complaining about you're not being found in search is not is not a good way to 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 be productive and not a good way to move the needle. No, being a spectator in your own business is one of the fastest ways to fail. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Being a spectator in your own business is it, you're destined for failure. And I think that and I think with some successes, sometimes you know, some people become spectators and they allow the machine to run. Well, you know, if, if a machine can only run so long without continuing and without making things better and making things work, work, you know, in a more productive process driven manner. I agree. So any, any final thoughts of wrapping this one up? This is a good conversation. I mean, very, very topical, you know, content marketing is not for the lazy. It takes a lot of work, but man, the rewards are there. The rewards and, and the qualified leads and the conversations that you have are so worth it at the other side of things that I can't, you know, I can't tell you enough about that. You know, no, I agree. And I mean, if, if you do fall into that lazy content marketer, you know, there's also the off chance that you may not even know. So examine your practices, examine your process, you know, dive in and, you know, sometimes hitting the uh, brake is a lot better than just jamming on the gas. So, yeah, w- w- that's so true, Kevin. That's so great. So thanks for joining me. Happy birthday again. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> Happy birthday. And, you know, I, I think with that, you know, episode 60 is a wrap. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, you can get more great episodes of the new marketing show at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. We do have a couple of cool guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. You can also rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever else you get your podcast. So we appreciate you. Kevin, thank you for your time again. Thank you, Greg. And thanks everybody for listening.